Hello and welcome to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio today. I'm Darren Hefty. Uh, sorry for the long intro music there as we, we get ready, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're going to give you the 2023 resolutions for the farm. So we talked about what was good in 2022 yesterday. Today we're going to talk about what are the things we want to do this year for 2023. Our phone lines will be open at 844-44-AG-PHD. All right, Brian, what are your resolutions for this year? Hmm. Well, I don't know that there's anything I can say right now where I go, this is going to be a major change for us on our farm or something I want to change on our farm. I, I think we've been headed the right direction with a lot of things. Probably the biggest thing for me was after tile, we got pretty much all our tiling done. Then it was the fertility side of things. So I would say if there's a resolution, it's probably that we've got to be just a little bit more timely with our applications. And I'd almost rather be ahead of things. So here's my quick story. So this goes back 10, 15, 20 years ago even. And our, our guys that work for us on the farm, they do a great job and everything. But when I would say, all right, we got to start now, I would expect, oh, it's going to get done almost instantly. But the problem is there's all, there are always breakdowns. There's always, oh, well, we have to take care of this other job. There's rain. There's wind. There's you name it. And so what I learned is I started, like with our herbicide recommendations, I just say, okay, let's start now. I really want stuff sprayed at between V3 and V5, but let's start at V2 then I know for sure we're going to be done by the time I really need it done at V5. And I, I think we need to do that with fungicide, with insecticide, with everything we're doing. We, we almost have to be, I'd rather be too early than too late. So that's probably number one for me. Yeah, timing's a big deal. And figuring out, okay, why wasn't I timely in the past? And what can I change to, to be more timely that that's an important thing. And maybe it's, you know what, it takes forever to fill the sprayer. You know what, there are solutions for that. Or maybe it's just, ah, oh, my sprayer is a 45 foot boom and I got thousands of acres to get over. There are solutions for that too. And and if you figure out that that's a, a challenge, that's, that's a good thing. You know, I, I look well, at, it's just like crop, but, but it's just like crops. I, I mean, we, we're always trying to say, okay, what's the yield limiting factor when it comes to fertility or anything else? And it's the same thing with your operations on the farm. Like for us, with grain drying. So I was in charge of grain drying on our farm for 20 years. Well, I, 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 we had to basically step it through and say, what's the real problem here? And so for us, eventually, it's like, okay, the real problem is our wet bin isn't big enough. I'm not able to run the dryers 24 hours a day every single day. So if we just get a bigger wet bin, now that, that was, in effect, the limiting factor. We've solved that limiting factor. So you're exactly right. you got to really analyze everything you're doing on the farm. we got to try to be more efficient with our time. Okay, here's another thing, Brian, just specifically on our farm. When we think about raising grain versus big tonnage, and there can be differences certainly in hybrid selection, but just learning more about that as, as we raise more and more silage on the farm for a neighboring dairy, uh, getting better at that. Yesterday we had a, a guest on the show who was talking about raising oats in Minnesota in an area where there weren't a whole lot of oats raised, but he'd figured out a few tweaks to the program to make sure he got high protein 
and the the processor that was looking for those oats was paying a nice premium and he was making good money on that and and for us the premium is well we want to raise some some awesome grain yield no doubt but also to raise big tonnage along with that because that's where the premium's at for us so I, I would say learning more about that is one of my resolutions for this year well okay but i mean honestly what do you think you're going to learn it's number one hybrid selection number two planting date number three gibberellic acid yeah timing other than those timing. three things what what else could there possibly be well different things that you can do in crop to, to manage things too and like to, to keep well like just what? like plant growth regulators and uh things that could that's keep speeding just, up the yeah, growth gibberellic acid you're talking no gibberellic acid. no no i'm not i'm that? not i'm not talking about gibberellic acid gibberellic acid's early Uh, I'm talking about what can we do in crop, other plant growth hormones to continue developing big foliage. Like, for example, we know auxins really help trigger root growth, which is fine. I don't have any problem with big roots underneath that big plant. But what's going to help me with getting bigger, wider leaves? Uh, When you think about fungicides, maybe it's going to be a little bit different. Instead of, well, what gives me a yield response? How about what keeps that plant the healthiest? And maybe that means we add another fungicide application or change things up a little bit that way. You know, there could be a number of different things that we do. Maybe we figure out, you know what, um, no-till is is great or conventional till is great or something we change up just slightly. Well, conventional or, till, yeah, conventional till, the soil is going to be warmer. So you either have to overcome it with more gibberellic acid or warmer soil one way or the other. So the one thing I didn't mention was nitrogen. And that is one thing we could do is load up more on nitrogen early to force the plant to grow taller. And again, this is contrary to what we've been trying to do, simply raising grain and actually having the shortest crop possible. But yeah, if you're trying to raise silage, that's the different deal. Yeah, and it it really, I mean, it isn't necessarily spending more money, but it's just the timing of things. Like you'd mentioned timing before. If if it's going to take, just say, for example, it's going to take 200 pounds of nitrogen to, to raise that crop while well, putting all 200 out early on heavy ground where we're not worried about losing the nitrogen versus spoon feeding it through the year, that might be a better strategy when we're trying to raise silage. So just, just tweaking things just a little bit. Let's see what we can learn. Well, we want to hear what you're trying to learn on your farm and what resolutions you have for things you want to do better or do differently going into 2023. Our phone lines will be open at 844-44-AG-PHD. You can always email us radio at agphd.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It changes everything. So says Indiana corn grower Nathan Davis about innovative Zyway LFR fungicide from FMC. Zyway brand fungicides are the first and only at-plant corn fungicides to provide unprecedented, season-long, inside-out foliar disease protection. Discover more grower and retailer success stories at zyway.ag.fmc.com. Always read and follow all label directions. Did you know soybean diseases like white mold and sudden death syndrome can survive in your soil even after rotating crops? Prevention of these diseases is a constant battle and yield loss from an infection can be devastating. The right management plan makes all the difference. Keep your beans safe with Heads Up Seed Treatment. Heads Up guards your seed from both white mold and SDS. Stay protected and profitable by asking your seed dealer for Heads Up. Learn more at HeadsUpST.com. 
If you understood everything on a soil test and could make your own fertility plan, you think you could cut your farm's fertilizer expenses? Maybe you could increase your yields. Why not both? I'm Darren Hefty. We want to empower you to make your own fertility decisions. That's why we're devoting two full days to our Ag PhD Soils Clinic this year, January 10th and 11th at the Morton Center on our farm near Baltic, South Dakota. This could be the two most important days you spend in your farming career, and it's free. So register now at agphd.com. Win the war against weeds in your soybean fields with fierce herbicides from Valent USA. With three different formulations and multiple modes of action, you're sure to find the right fierce product to protect your operation from tough weeds like Palmer Amaranth and Water Hemp. Give your soybeans a strong, clean start with up to eight weeks of residual control with the powerful pre-emergence protection of Fierce Herbicide. Ask your local retailer or visit valent.com fierce to find the right fierce formulation for you. Always read and follow label instructions. Resolutions for the farm in 2023. What are yours? We shared a couple of our resolutions for our farm. Uh, we'll be taking your calls and also, of course, your agronomic questions. If you have some questions today, 844-44-AG-PHD. You can email us here in the Morton studio, radio at agphd.com. Start off over in Illinois. You got Keith on the line with us right now. How's it going, Keith? Doing pretty good, Darren. How about you? Not too bad. Not too bad. I'm excited about the new year. I'm excited about 2023. I think we got a great chance to do big things on the farm, weather permitting. And Brad and I were talking about, man, we got to be better with timing on stuff. And and we're trying to learn a little more about raising better silage. How, how about for your farm, Keith? What are you working on? Well, you hit the nail on the head for me too, Darren. I, I just want to get better at, at using the data that I've got and, and just do better with with fertilizer results on soil tests and, and relating that to yield and, and just doing a better job with hog manure and that sort of thing, getting it put in the right spot at the right amount. And there's just been so many things that we got right there at my fingertips, but I'm not utilizing it to the full, full extent. You know, I was just talking to Brian about this this morning, actually, and I said, you know, it would be so nice. There's so many of these decisions that we make on the farm that we make one time a year. And I, I see like even our military now is working with a lot of teenage kids that love video games and they're just constantly getting chances to make the decisions over and over again that when they make a decision that happens once a year, they've got tons of practice. Well, we don't have that in farming. I mean, we almost need to have simulators. Maybe maybe instead of watching TV at night or something, Keith, we need a simulator. We could be right in the tractor, right in the combine and, and doing something over and over again all throughout the year. Oh, that's exactly right, because that, that's one thing I've complained about. It's like some of this stuff, you get pretty good at it, but like you said, you do it in the springtime, and then you don't see it again for 11 months. And uh, you just you, you forget how you did it, and you have to kind of relearn it, at least to a small degree. Just, but, yeah, that's that's a good point. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff. You mentioned um, using your own data better, and... I agree. We're we're the same way. We've we've generated all this data not just from 2022's crop, but for a number of years. And I, I talk to farmers all the time. Oh man, I got 10 years of data here. Well, what are you doing with it? And and a lot of people just kind of shrug their shoulders. And uh, we we have a lot of capabilities, but maybe not the training to to do it, or or haven't taken the time to do it. Is it needing more training to do it, Keith, or is it just needing to say no to some other jobs and say, okay, fine. I don't want to do the computer work, but I better go do it. 
I think it's a little bit of both. Um, heavier probably on, I think there's there's other jobs around that I could probably be doing, and that's what I lean towards going and getting done. And, and uh, But if as far as the training goes, I'm sure there's some stuff that I could just, you know, do a little bit of self-help and do a little exploring in, in the programs that I've got to use and just kind of learn them and, and get used to using them and maybe not do that thing that one time a year and, and stay with it, you know, and get on it three or four times a year and, and stay good at it and make yourself sharper and, and uh, maybe hopefully make a little bit of money in the end. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If we get better at this stuff, we get paid for it. We really do. And there's so many lost yield things on the farm that we did this or we didn't do that. And we didn't even realize that we just lost 10 bushels with that decision. You mentioned uh, looking at your soil tests, comparing them to yield numbers. Of course, Brian and I have been talking about this for a while on our farm that, that we're starting to learn a few things. Have you picked anything up yet that you'd say, you know what, I need to do a better job on this nutrient or that nutrient? Well, as far as picking something up specific uh, and saying that is my problem, no. But I, I have had a, a couple of my, my top yielding fields that I've I've hit that top yield within, you know, five bushels, you know, four out of the last six years. But yet I can't ever have one of those years make it move past that number. And I've kind of got some ideas of what it could be, but I, I definitely don't have, have it nailed down yet. Yeah. If it was that easy, right, we'd, we'd all be getting 400 bushel corn right now. But uh, unfortunately, That's it right. can be a little bit elusive, no doubt about that. Well, Keith, great talking sure. to you. I appreciate, uh, appreciate the ideas. We're working on a lot of the same things. So hopefully over this next year, we just keep talking and, and we figure some of these things out and get through those yield plateaus. Well, sounds good, Darren. You have a good day and enjoy the time. You bet. Happy New Year, Keith. You too. Let's head over to Montana. We've got Jerry on right now. Okay, Jerry, you heard a little bit about what Keith's working on. What are you working on for this next year? Well, actually, uh, right this moment, I'm not. I'm not working on anything so much for the farm as that uh, tomorrow I jump in my vehicle and head 400 miles west and spend the next four months in the state capitol in the legislature, serving in the House of Representatives. So that's kind of um, got the uh, most of my attention right this minute but um, on the farm we've of course been working on uh, planning on what the crops are coming up for this coming year and marketing and and uh, just general day-to-day things I guess. Yeah you mentioned the state legislature and you mentioned how far you have to travel I'm sure we've got listeners there saying man my state's not even that far and that's just driving partway across the state of Montana so you got a big state you got a lot of diversity you got uh, a lot of different topography and different crops guys are raising. So as a farmer in the state legislature, first of all, I want to say thank you for doing that. We really appreciate it. We need more agricultural-based voices that are making some of these decisions. But are there some big ag issues going on in Montana that, that you're pretty fired up about working on this year? You know, um, probably one of the biggest issues in Montana is the American Prairie Reserve. They have a so-called nonprofit that's that's bought a large bought a number of ranches in in the central part of the state here and between that and a far more acres of BLM they put together several hundred thousand acres that they they want to have a reserve and uh, they plan to run bison and they just, we just got a favorable ruling that they don't have to abide by the same rules as the cattle people do when it comes to grazing and uh, 
keeping fences in place to not pound one area versus the other. And so uh, politically, that's going to be one of the bigger battles in the state, uh, agriculturally-wise. Uh, the other one is here, too, uh, for especially in a lot of the ranch country, it affects more than farm country, but it's spilling out into farm country, too, is uh, just a huge increase in the numbers of elk. So the wildlife impact on on agricultural production is getting to be pretty severe. And so that's generally it's in the purview of the, you know, fish, wildlife and parks, but uh, something needs to get, get solved there. And, and I don't know if solved is the right word, but we need, we need to make more progress because those numbers are just growing uh, exponentially and, and they need to go down. Well, I certainly have lots of crops there that they can feed on, Jerry. So I can see if I'm an elk, I, I got all the food that I want. I got lots of space to roam. I, I can see Montana being a pretty nice place for me. So I, I can the, understand the elk. That. Uh, the elk aren't the elk aren't any different than a lot of wildlife. They they love our pulse crops out here. So. Uh, they, uh, they think that's a great place to summer if you'd let them. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Well, you know, when you, you say four months in the state legislature, uh, every state does it just a little bit differently, but uh, it makes a lot of sense, you know, meet over these winter months and, and then head back and, and get the work done on the farm. I think that's what a lot of our forefathers did uh, just starting our country out. So I, I love this approach of, all right, head to the state capitol for a while, get the thing done, and, and get back and get back to work. So coming up this year well, on your Oh, good. I was just going to say, as you know, the this this uh, anymore. The farming is definitely a year-round business, and I just wanted to mention that we're really fortunate here that uh, our son Brett and his wife Haley and our four grandkids are on the farm, and so they keep the ball rolling when when uh, when I'm away, and so that's a tremendous advantage. Otherwise, I, I I guess until I really retired, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah. Yeah. What a blessing to have family involved and, and interested in, in what's going on out there and able to do it. That's, that sure is a good thing. Well, Jerry, good luck to you when you, you head off to the state legislature. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you can get some stuff done. Like you say, there's a few big issues there that can have a real impact on, on ranching and farming in the state of Montana. So thanks for what you do and, and happy new year, Jerry. You're welcome, and same to you. And if there's any issues that come up, you think that the legislature needs to hear about it, give me a call. Okay, will do. We really appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's awesome to hear people in agriculture getting involved in that. And I know it's it's a it's a thankless job. There's there's a lot of complaints and uh, can't go the way every individual person wants it. But making good decisions uh, that impact everybody, especially in agriculture, it's 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 critical. We'll be right back talking more about 2023 after this. Get more durability for less downtime with Soil Warrior Strip Tillage from Environmental Tillage Systems. Improve fertilizer efficiency and reduce passes and fuel usage. Now that's ROI. Learn more about ETS at SoilWarrior.com. With superior materials, craftsmanship, and best-in-class warranty, a Morton machine storage or workshop is built to stand the test of time. To learn how we can help you expand your farm operation, visit MortonBuildings.com. Get the most out of every acre of your farm by attending Ag PhD's workshops and clinics this winter. I'm Darren Hefty. My brother Brian and I are hosting several free workshops throughout January and February with seven full days of events on the docket, including agronomy workshops in corn, soybeans, and wheat, a tiling clinic, two days dedicated to soils, plus a whole day devoted to natural and biological products. We have a lot of great information that we can't wait to share. 
And best of all, these events are free. Register today at agphd.com. Team B wants to help make your holidays John Deere green. With in-store selections of toys, lifestyle products, and collectibles, we have something for everybody. Make a list, check it twice, and find that perfect gift at your nearest CNB store. With 10% off going on now through December 31st, don't delay, shop today. Get your planter ready for spring with Germinator Closing Wheels from Farm Shop MFG. And now when you buy 12 rows or more, get free shipping or 20% off an end zone bin system. Offer good while supplies last, so order yours today at farmshopmfg.com. Go long for season-long foliar disease protection that starts at plant. Only Zyway brand fungicides from FMC provide season-long foliar disease protection from the start. Active ingredient Flutriafol moves through your corn plants as they grow for inside-out protection from roots to tassel. Growers and retailers are sharing their Zyway brand fungicide success stories at zyway.ag.fmc.com. Always read and follow all label directions. How can natural products help you raise bigger and better crops? I'm Darren Hefty. In recent years, natural products have exploded onto the market, claiming to improve soil health and plant development. There's a lot to sort through. That's why we're devoting a full day to our Ag PhD Naturals Workshop. It's Thursday, January 12th at the Morton Center near Baltic, South Dakota. Our research team has spent years testing hundreds of natural products and we want to share with you what we've learned. For more about this free event, go to agphd.com. The weeds are coming! The weeds are coming! Hey, I'll reveal! This whole midnight ride thing is getting really... But the HPPD-resistant weeds are coming. We've got Verdict Herbicide. Verdict Herbicide? Yeah, it's a non-HPPD corn pre-herbicide from BASF. Oh, well then, get some sleep. Yeah, will do. The weeds are coming! Switch to Verdict Herbicide! Always read and follow label directions! You're listening to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio today, talking about 2023 resolutions for the farm. And uh, we'd love to hear what your resolutions are. And if you've got any agronomic questions, too, we can certainly answer those. Our phone lines are open at 844-44-AG-PHD. You can always email us, radio at agphd.com. Let's head out to North Carolina. we got Neil on with us right now. Neil, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. So we're talking about resolutions, and we're not talking about losing a few pounds or anything like that. We're talking about better crops, uh, managing the soils the best we possibly can, those kinds of things today. What are what are the things you guys are working on in your farm? Is there anything big that you're saying, you know, in 2023, we're picking up some new equipment or some new technology to, to help us do better? Uh, picked up some equipment to help get cover crops put in on time there before it gets, gets too late. Uh struggle every every fall trying to get it all done and get the cover crops in and and uh <clears throat> went ahead and invested on some uh newer equipment to be able to get cover crops in man that's I, my resolution i didn't think about that but that should have been on brian and my list too that we were talking about today because we did not get our cover crop in in time last year and we didn't get near the growth on it we had the year before so that was that was one thing that we thought oh man we got to do better at that so glad you brought that up what do you seed for cover crop what do you have a go-to or do you have a mix that you like well i have i have a mix of uh trilla kale rye uh, bruisey rye and um clover 
and um, a little bit of vetch. Okay. Um, I, I do I do run that blend, and and then I run straight rye too. Okay. Interesting. But so we didn't get it all in this year, and I said this is it. Yeah. <laughs> I fought it and fought it, you know, and I, I just went ahead and invested. So we'll hopefully next fall we'll get it all in. What now? What do you follow that with? I guess what which crop is it after wheat or after soybeans or when do you do the cover crop? Soy, uh, we follow the corn and the soybeans. Okay. Yep. Because we double crop here, are we? You know, we're double crop. We got double crop beans behind. Yeah, you are putting a cover crop in. It's called beans. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Uh, right. But we're. Uh, we're going to try try something new. Uh, we we uh, drove the row gators through the beans, put put out some rice seed before the leaves fell off, and that sped, that worked out pretty good. Uh, just let it cover, you know, let the leaves cover it, and it it it's done pretty good. Uh, but I invested in in the high speed disc, and so we can we can cover some ground in a hurry. Yeah. Yep, that's awesome. Yeah, we we just kind of decided we just have to put another person on that instead of doing some of the other jobs we were doing. Let's just hey, combines running. Let's have somebody basically right behind them, and we we feel like we could still. We haven't done the the in crop seeding like you're talking about, but we we feel like if we just were right, I mean, chasing that combine out of the field that 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 would be our best shot. So we're gonna give that a try this year. We'll see how we do. Yeah, it just it just takes another person. Yeah, yep. and I don't have another person, so no. I have to do something different. <laughs> nope, nope. I know what you mean. Well, we're we're fortunate. We get a lot of farm boys right around here. That if uh, a lot of these guys, if they're capable, we we say, hey, how'd you like to run a tractor? And the answer is always yes. So I think yeah. I think that's a that's a big plus. But you're right. We don't always have those kind of things around. I wonder, you know, with autonomous vehicles. If that isn't going to be the trick down the road, too, that you could be running the combine and you could be also controlling a, a cedar running around in the field at the same time. Yeah, that's. I guess all that's coming. Yeah, it just uh, takes just takes lots and lots and lots of money, unfortunately. Yeah, well, I can still remember when they were talking about you were going to have a cell phone on your side that you would have it would be a computer tied to the internet, and I'm like, no way. And look, you know, we can't live without it now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. Brian and I actually, we did a talk to a college group probably 10 years ago now. And Brian was just talking about, Hey, uh, Brian got done in college in 1990. And, and for me, it's 93. And he's like, look at all the stuff that's come out since we got out of college. We never would have dreamed that we could do all these things. And, you know, for all these kids, it was like, wait a second, this has been here all my life. What are you talking about? So yeah, yeah it, it changes in a hurry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can remember the days of no cell phones. We had two-way radios, one yep. in the combine, the cotton picker, and the base station in the house. And it was just, you know, I don't know how we all did it, but we did without them. I don't know if we could again, but <laughs> we're too used to them now. But <laughs> all that technology is coming. It's coming yeah. fast, too. Yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. Well, Neil, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing a little bit about uh, getting the equipment for the cover crop to get that in timely. And good luck to you and your family on the farm. Happy New Year to you. Uh, happy New Year to you, too. Thank you. You bet. Let's head over to Illinois. we got Harry on with us right now. Harry, thanks for joining us. Thank you for asking. You bet. You bet. What are you thinking? I guess, what are your resolutions going into next year? Well, we're we're working on a generation transition. 
Awesome. I farming when I got out of uh, got out of the army in seventy two and uh, seventy five now. Been my brother, my dad, dad and mom, two older sisters, uh, and um, the two sisters have moved away, and mom and dad have died, and now we've got a couple of nephews that are taken over, and we kind of started the process about five years ago with a transition company to help us come in, and uh, I guess I didn't realize how how important it was and how little communication i was doing with the people that were not on the farm and right now that my kids got one in alaska one in north carolina two in indiana uh, we've got some in las vegas and some in michigan they're all spread out all over the place and we need to keep them all informed about what's going on and that's probably one of the big things we learned uh, that everybody really wanted to know uh, what was going on and how it was all going to work and they wanted to have some input into it. So sure. Sure. Well, what a blessing to number one, to, to have family members that want to take over. That's, that's awesome and are capable of doing it. And it's not, it's never easy. I mean, if you just have one kid and that kid wants to take over, Hey, no problem. Uh, it's just a matter of how do yeah. we, how do we do this? But uh, when you got a bunch of kids and, and you're spread out and, um, that, yeah. What are, so what are the big challenges is, you know, when you got these nephews coming in, um, boy, I, I think about just Brian and me trying to get in, we just didn't have enough equity. And so it was a matter of borrowing some money and, and just starting to, to buy our, our parents out just little by little, but, uh, you know, to, to move things along, how, how do you do that when you got, uh, you and your brother and like you say, your, your folks that are gone now, how, how's it all work? Well, one of the, my dad formed a corporation a long time ago and their shares in the stock. The farm actually owns everything and then individuals own stock in the company. Perfect. So we can transfer ownership. Uh, it, it's uh, a little bit challenging for me. I moved off the farm and moved to town so there was room for somebody that was one of the nephews to move in and used to run the combine now i'm a green card operator <laughs> he uh, got demoted i uh i i find it's a little hard to uh, bite my tongue and not say <laughs> well this is the way we ought to do it or they, they've got to learn those things and i just as soon have them learn it while i'm still alive as yeah yeah say i wish harry was still here to show me what to do here so yep, yep. and they they they're they're good boys and they got a lot of good ideas and quite a few of them I'd never thought of. So I guess I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't be, uh, it shouldn't bother me, but sometimes I just have to bite my tongue. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's for sure. Well, everybody does things just a little bit different and, and there's more than one right way. I always try and tell Brian that Brian doesn't agree with me on that. He thinks his way is the only right way yeah. sometimes, but uh, but I know exactly what you mean, Harry. That's that's awesome. Well, congratulations. That's a big deal for your family and and a big deal for your for you uh, uh, to to have somebody else that you trust that can can take things over. Thanks for sharing that with us. We really appreciate it. Happy New Year to you to you right. and your family. Happy New Year to you. Thanks for all that you do for us. Oh, you bet. All the information we get and everything. Appreciate well, it. Well, thanks, Harry. We we have fun doing it, and uh, it's great when you get to talk to folks like you as well. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this.
It takes balance to be successful in farming because what you get out of it depends on what you put in. And Corteva AgriScience gets that. Introducing Nutrition and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer, a biological product that naturally captures nitrogen from the air. It's a sustainable way to add balance to your traditional nitrogen methods and maximize your yield potential. Embrace a balanced approach to nitrogen management this season by visiting corteva.us. If you understood everything on a soil test and could make your own fertility plan, you think you could cut your farm's fertilizer expenses? Maybe you could increase your yields. Why not both? I'm Darren Hefty. We want to empower you to make your own fertility decisions. That's why we're devoting two full days to our Ag PhD Soils Clinic this year, January 10th and 11th at the Morton Center on our farm near Baltic, South Dakota. This could be the two most important days you spend in your farming career, and it's free. So register now at agphd.com. This season, get medieval on Rhizoctonia with the powerful protection of Excalia fungicide from Valent USA. Here to shield your sugar beets from the treachery of Rhizoctonia, Excalia delivers excellent staying power, keeping your sugar beets from being conquered. Stay one step ahead of Rhizoctonia with the powerful protection of Excalia. Ask your retailer or visit valent.com slash Excalia to learn more. Always read and follow label instructions. AgroLiquid is precision crop nutrition. That means being committed to product performance, to research and field testing, and to superior agronomics. Most of all, AgroLiquid is committed to delivering precisely the right nutrition in the right way, including seed-safe planter plus side dress applications and foliar applications with low burn risk. AgroLiquid. Apply less. Expect more. Find a retailer at agroliquid.com. Get the most out of every acre of your farm by attending Ag PhD's workshops and clinics this winter. I'm Darren Hefty. My brother Brian and I are hosting several free workshops throughout January and February with seven full days of events on the docket, including agronomy workshops in corn, soybeans, and wheat, a tiling clinic, two days dedicated to soils, plus a whole day devoted to natural and biological products. We have a lot of great information that we can't wait to share. And best of all, these events are free. Register today at agphd.com. Your crop deserves the best, not just a contender. Choose a Champ brand fungicide from New Farm for proven performance in the formula you prefer. Champ Formula 2 Flowable offers exceptional mixing and stability in a liquid copper. Champ Ion comes supercharged for superior coverage in a dry formulation. Any way you turn, New Farm has the copper solution you can win with. Put a Champ in your corner at newfarm.com slash uscrop. What are your New Year's resolutions? Not just necessarily for yourself personally, but how about for your farm? Now, we're talking about that on today's Ag PhD radio show. Our broadcasting from the Morton studio today. We were talking about we want to be better at timing, better at timing our applications. Uh, Neil brought up a great point, getting the cover crop in timely. That's something we didn't do the best at last year, and it hurt us. So we got to get better at that. And, and then just utilizing all the data that we've got on our farm in the best way possible to help improve our profits and efficiency on the farm. It's something else that we're, we're certainly working on, but we'd love to hear what you're working on in your farm. It's 844-44-AG-PHD if you'd like to let us know. Uh, let's head down to Oklahoma. Got Jeff on with us right now. Jeff, thanks for joining us. 
Yes, sir. How are you guys today? Well, we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. It's almost the new year here, and we're we're definitely shifting into 2023 focus. And for us, that that usually means uh, making all those decisions to put the crop in. So we're we're thinking about our resolutions here. How about for you? Well, we're uh, of course down the southern plains, uh, primarily wheat country, and so you know we've we've gotten cold enough to put us into winter dormancy, and so. Um, we, we've been looking at, uh, doing, doing, uh, uh, shallow soil samples as well as deep cores, trying to see exactly our, where, where we are with this crop, um, in our third year of drought. So, you know, one of my new, new year's resolutions is to do more rain dances. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that'll help or not, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been very, very dry down here and we're, like I said, we're into the third year of that and, and hopefully we'll see some relief soon. Um, we're, we're primarily into wheat this year, um, of, of course, with the droughts and, and not getting rain until way late in the year for, for germination. We've got a, a vegetable garden out there between the rows. Uh, you know, we were, were never able to, to spray out or cult, cultivate out, uh, volunteer and other grassy weeds. So, uh, ran pretty heavy on, on, uh, uh, different herbicide tolerant wheat, uh, to go in and, and try to help control that. So, Another challenging year for us, but that's, I guess, if farming was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. It's uh, it's not an easy profession, and, and the challenge is the weather's different all the time. Like you mentioned this year, you're heading into your third year of drought. What if it changes on a dime, and all of a sudden you're catching rain every week, and you're like, oh, no, I, I did a bunch of stuff to prepare for this. And so people ask us on the farm, well, don't you just prepare for a drought? Well, kind of, but... Uh, you, you don't want to play defense all the way. You want to have some acres that are out there where you're playing a little offense on. And, you know, wheat kind of allows that. Wheat can handle the drought a little better than some other crops. And that's, that's what we're doing looking at fertility right now. You know, we, we want to see exactly, uh, you know, what we have from, I know where my carryover was at the end of harvest. I know what I applied. Um, I'm one of those that is, I'm going to throw as much fertilizer as I can agronomically and economically afford uh, to create big yields. You know, that's, that's my goal is to have big yields, but you know, you've got, you've got to know where you're at and you've got to be poised with, you know, you were talking about timing and, and being, being able to be poised. So when the time is right, if the moisture conditions change and we want to go out with some more top dress, you know, that we're in a position and we know where we are and we know what we need on a farm by farm basis. So that if, if the weather conditions do turn around, we can make that call and we're prepped and ready uh, to run on that when conditions allow. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Being ready to to jump. And that's that's one of the things as farmers, a lot of times we have to react to whatever the year is throwing us. But uh, being ready to make those reactions, being ready to make those applications or whatever the case may be, or being ready to, to go a little bit early with harvest if we see some bad weather coming, uh, that's that's a big part of being a successful farmer, no doubt about it. Uh, th- those are good things, Jeff. Uh, it sounds sounds like you're uh, you're keeping busy mentally at least right now. Are you busy out in the shop working on stuff too, or what are you up to? Yeah, so uh, we're we're not running as many cattle as, as normal. Uh, we we normally graze quite a bit of, of uh, our wheat pasture, which we didn't have much this year. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna cab out a, a hundred head of bread heifers. That'll give us something to do at the night. <laughs> And, uh, other than that, we've been, we've been, uh, getting equipment into the shop and, and trying to get some of those repairs and upkeep and maintenance done earlier this year. 
uh, once again, with that timing, <laughs> you know, yep. you, you get busy with other things and you, you put that off. No, nobody likes packing wheel bearings and going through equipment, <laughs> but, um, you know, turn, turn the heater on in the shop and, and sit there and, and start going through, through your maintenance items. And that way you're not, not bit, uh, when it comes time, I need to use this. And, and all of a sudden I have to go and do repairs and maintenance, which throws you out of schedule. So, T- timing timing is everything and uh, i i don't think a lot of people i've got a i've got a son that went to to college and came back in farming uh with me at home and and uh, you know trying trying to show him the necessity of when there's downtime or so-called downtime we need to get these things done because all of a sudden when we need them we need them uh, we don't have to oh gosh i've i ordered that part it'll be in in a week and throw you a week behind schedule and and so trying to trying to get that ne- next generation uh, on, on board with, with keeping up on maintenance and, and timing on everything that we do. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. No doubt about it. It's, it's not going to be long and we're going to be back out in the field. seems like a long ways away, but those, those last days always go super fast. Well, Jeff, makes th- up on you in a hurry. You bet. You bet. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate you being on. Uh, glad to hear you got uh, the next generation involved and also kind of glad to hear you don't have quite so many cattle to cab out. That might make the, <laughs> the new year go just a little smoother. So happy new year to you and your family, Jeff. Thank you so much. All right, have a great new year. You bet. You too. All right, uh, Brian, we, we've had a number of New Year's resolutions we've been talking about, but we've also gotten some questions that have been coming in for the Ag PhD mailbag. We'll dive into those now. Mark always loves this. It's the mailbag, the mighty mailbag. Ask the questions with glee. It's the mailbag, the mighty mailbag with Brian and Darren Hefty. All right, first couple questions, Brian. Uh, this one comes from Andrew down in Nebraska, and he said, Guys, I'm excited about your winter workshops. Uh, I'm excited about the Neil Kinsey seminar. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to watch that online. I've got a nephew playing baseball in warm Texas, so need to be down there and enjoy that for a little bit too. Uh, if I can't stream it all, uh, can I still watch it for a little while afterwards? Yeah, you sure can, Andy. Uh, that. I would assume those details will be posted there. We haven't set those limits, or has Neil set limits on that, Brian? Is it like a week or something you've got to watch it? Uh, Yeah, it's usually a week, but then I think in the past we've typically extended that out to about a month. All right, so yeah, I should have some time, Andrew. Enjoy the warm weather and, uh, and root that nephew on. Uh, okay, get this from Mike up in Ontario, Canada. He said, guys, I uh, didn't see you on the speakers list at Commodity Classic in Orlando coming up in March 2023. Are you planning on going and, and not speaking? Or are you planning on speaking somewhere I haven't heard of yet? Yeah, I'm not going to be there at all because I got a son who's a senior in college and he's going to be playing baseball in Arizona at the time that whole week. So I'm going to be at that and I, I'm not going to be a commodity classic for the first time in a long time, but I should be back there again in 2024. Yeah, I was thinking, Brian, it's probably been a good 20 years since we have missed one of those, but I think I'm going to miss this year, too. Well, so. not really. The COVID year. They didn't well, even have it. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. But <laughs> whenever, whenever there was one. Well, thanks for the question, uh, Mike. <laughs> yep. and, and it is a good show and lots to learn there, no doubt. 
Uh, okay, this one's in from Ryan, and he said, guys, uh, I want to want to do the best job pulling soil samples. So I got a, a few probably simple questions here, but just some things that can, can help me out. Do you have a certain type of soil probe that you use, or do you not see much difference between probes? I don't really care what it is, just a stainless steel probe that can go to whatever depth you want to go to, whether that's 6 inches, 8 inches, 12 inches, whatever it is. As long as it'll accommodate that, I don't know that it makes a whole lot of difference. All right. Then he says, you guys talk about using GPS points to reference your samples. So I'm curious, how far away from that point do you get when you're sampling, and how many probe samples do you take for each one? Generally, it's about 8 or 10. 12 cores. Yeah. Uh, He said, in strip till, do you take some in the strip? Do you try and avoid the strip, or do you just kind of randomly pull in the field? Random. As long as you're just simply putting out crop removal rate, then what we find is it doesn't really matter where you pull the samples anyway. If you were doing a build program, it would, of course, or, you know, if you're just not putting enough on, it would make a difference. But yeah, we just do random. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that and finish answering Ryan's questions coming up right after this. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. At Corteva AgriScience, we want to keep farms healthy and productive, today and tomorrow. That's why we're investing in a robust pipeline of naturally derived biologicals. Meet Nutrition and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer. It's a sustainable nitrogen fixation product that facilitates crop growth and optimizes yield potential. With the fluctuation in fertilizer prices, Utricia N is a reliable solution. It can be used alongside your traditional nitrogen program to enhance your ROI this year. For more information, visit Corteva.us. It's planting season, race against the clock season, mistakes can't happen season, and no one helps you face it all like John Deere. Putting technology in your hands that gets you in and out of the field faster, that makes your spacing and depth more accurate, and that gives you the confidence that this season will be your best season. See what you have to gain at johndeere.com slash gain ground. How can natural products help you raise bigger and better crops? I'm Darren Hefty. In recent years, natural products have exploded onto the market, claiming to improve soil health and plant development. There's a lot to sort through. That's why we're devoting a full day to our Ag PhD Naturals Workshop. It's Thursday, January 12th at the Morton Center near Baltic, South Dakota. Our research team has spent years testing hundreds of natural products, and we want to share with you what we've learned. For more about this free event, go to agphd.com. My mom's got a new Case IH tractor, and it can do it all. Bail hay all day. See in the dark with its powerful LED lights. Hook up all the implements. Shift like a race car, steer with ease. And it can also cool my juice box. Yeah, her Case IH tractor can do everything she needs it to. Looking for a tractor that can do it all? Check out CaseIH.com. It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now you can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. Visit mybayerplus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. 
The value of your farm building is in its ability to protect what's stored inside. That's why Morton Buildings ensures that every machine storage and insulated workshop we build will provide superior strength and durability. As a 100% employee-owned company, we're all committed to being the industry leader with a focus on innovation, service, quality, and most importantly, customer satisfaction. To get started on your next project, please visit mortonbuildings.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio, and we're right in the middle of the Ag PhD mailbag time, taking your calls and questions at 844-44-AG-PHD. Or you can email us, radio at agphd.com. It's exactly what Ryan did. He had some questions on soil sampling and even pulling plant tissue tests. Uh, one thing, and we get this question a lot, Brian. Uh, we Ryan says, okay, timing of the year that you're pulling these tests how much does that matter because i'm in minnesota and my soils freeze Soil over the winter yeah i'm just wondering can yeah. i wait until spring when the ground thaws out or do i really need to get them done in sure. the fall before it freezes no you can do it right away in the spring it's fine the numbers are going to be basically the same three weeks after your ground thaws out as opposed to three weeks before it freezes up there's really not that much happening it's super cold either way so nothing much really has changed I don't care what you do. The reason why we like doing it in the fall is so we have all that information that we can work with all winter long. So that that's the whole reason behind fall. All right, last thing. Ryan said, I'm, I'm curious about doing some plant tissue sampling. I've heard mixed reviews. You guys have obviously done this for a while, so I'm curious. What are the pros and cons, do's and don'ts, uh, anything like that with corn and soybean tissue sampling that a first-year guy like me should know? Number one thing is don't just pull one sample one time. You're going to learn basically almost nothing. You have to do it, in my opinion, 8 to 12 consecutive weeks. And when you do that in the same spot, 8 to 12 consecutive weeks, you're going to see the trend. How are we doing overall with that trend? So I'd rather have you take one spot on your farm and just do that that sample eight to 12 consecutive weeks do the same time of day same day of the week and go from there so like for us we like 8 a.m monday mornings that's our time and so that's at a minimum that's what i would do to step it up at least just a little bit i always tell people take the best area on your on in a field and the worst area in a field that you can get to easily like you don't want to have to walk out in a field 800 feet or something like that but you know if you've got a couple spots in a field one that's really good yield one that's poor yield you you take these samples every week for 8 to 12 weeks and you're really going to learn something i i mean i would say in a lot of cases you'll see why the good area is good why the bad area is bad not always but it absolutely can help and then the other thing when we talk about just plant tissue analysis in general you want to make sure that there's no dirt on the leaves and send the samples in in paper bags. The dirt will lead to more iron in your sample. So if you have to wash the leaves off, you do that with distilled water. And in terms of the paper bag, you got to use a paper bag so it doesn't show up as manure when it hits the lab. Beyond that, um, corn, I'd start sampling immediately when it comes out of the ground. And I'd prefer to see you go for 12 weeks in a row. 
with soybeans, I would wait until you get real close to flowering. So let's call it mid-June, late June, something like that. Start sampling then for at least eight weeks, preferably more. But with soybeans, we never see much difference super early in the season. Corn, we do. All right. Thanks for the questions. Yeah. And and uh, kudos to you for trying to, to improve things on the farm. And I really like the idea of if you've got GPS coordinates where all these things happen, and especially if you can tie together soil tests and plant tissue tests and so forth to see, okay, what can I learn there and how can I better understand where the good things are, why the good things are good on the farm and why the bad things are bad. Uh, it's, it's Hey, last thing I got, Darren, on this tissue sampling. A lot of people will use tissue sampling to make foliar or side dress type applications. You can do that if you want to, but in our experience, what we're really after is just trying to see the overall trend line. So how are we doing overall, and how does it match up with our soil test? So we can see, oh, okay, I got low potassium. It looks like on our soil test, does that actually match up with what the tissue test says? as an example. But then beyond that, I just want to see overall, um, what, 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 what's this whole picture look like so I can make adjustments to my soil fertility program moving forward. Now, it would be a little different if we had irrigation and I had a way to inexpensively and easily get more nutrients out there on a regular basis, but we don't have that. So, I may look at this a little bit different and actually use it more in season if I, I had those conditions. All right. Thank you so much for the questions. And, yeah, as the season goes on, you'll probably have some more. Uh, I, I think the biggest one I'd say, too, is just identifying the proper leaf stage that you're pulling at and, and being super confident in that. Uh, if you know those things, you'll be able to get really good data. Uh Okay, get we this. have that on our website, too. So at agphd.com, under the resources tab, you can look at the tissue sampling guide. And it's basically a link to what Midwest Labs out of Omaha has. It's a really good guide. And that will tell you for many different crops which leaves you pull at each stage. All right, got this question from Lake uh, down in Oklahoma. And Lake said, we've got flat ground here. We've had some flooding and... Uh, after the flooding, bindweed kind of got out of control, and now with last year's drought, uh, even patches out in the wheat field died, and the bindweed kind of took over. So here's our deal. We run cattle on pasture and on some of these acres, and usually after we run the cattle and before we seed that next crop, we're, we're doing some tillage. But bindweed has been getting through our system, and we've tried spraying with Roundup and Weedmaster, but we're losing the battle here. Just curious what your strategy would be, what chemistry you would use or, or tillage or whatnot to try to take care of bindweed. And our rotation is either pasture grass or wheat. Roundup by itself will kill the bindweed 100%. You just have to keep the water volume low and the Roundup rate high. I, I don't know, Brian. If you want something. I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I, I think. I, mean, I think it's 80% on bindweed. It just isn't great. No way. No way. Not if you're using the full labeled rate, you'll be fine. Otherwise, I really like distinct or status. So distinct if it's basically non-crop or burned down or whatever. All distinct is the status without the corn safener. That's amazing. So that's the product that I would use. Weedmaster is not enough. You got that Camba and 2,4-D. 2,4-D is not great on, on bindweed. Dicamba is a little bit better. 
but I question what kind of rate you're running. Just like with distinct or status, a lot of people will talk about five ounces of status. That's, mu- that's probably not going to cut it. you got to go to the full rate of seven and a half ounces, or with distinct, instead of using four ounces, you use six ounces. Use the full rate. Use the full rate of status or distinct or roundup. I think you're going to have amazing results. All right, good luck to hey, you. One like- other thing that oh, yep. I want to throw out is when you mix Weedmaster with Roundup, your Roundup is going to be very ineffective. And the reason why is because the Weedmaster is going to shut the plant down before the Roundup gets a chance to translocate down into the root system of that perennial weed field bindweed. So that's why you absolutely never want to mix Roundup with either 2,4-D or Dicamba when you're after a perennial weed that Roundup should kill. So keep that separate. That's a big deal. Yep, yep. And tillage doesn't do the greatest job on bindweed because it's got it's a perennial, nope. and you've got a, nope. a tough root right. system there. So uh, I think it skipped the tillage, and that might be another reason why the Roundup's not working as well. Is just that you've chopped up those roots, so you got more more sprouts coming up. But I guess you probably already yeah. But the bigger reason is Roundup isn't working is because he's got it with the weed master. In right. my opinion. Okay. Well, we got a few other things but you can try right. there, Lake, and and uh, yeah, if you've got several fields, you can try some different things too, if you like. But that's that's what we've done that has worked the best for us. All right, uh, we got this one from Jim out hey, in West. Darren, yep. I, I, ironically, I was thinking about that weed yesterday with some farmers I used to work with thirty years ago because I was like, man, I've been an agronomist for a long time, and I was just thinking back to some of the guys I worked with way back when I was a young agronomist. And one of my favorite guys was from about 20 miles north of us. He'd always have some entertaining stories. He was just a great guy. But there was one thing. So part of this was I was thinking about all the things I learned from all these different farmers. Well, with this guy, he had field bindweed in his pasture, and he was using hornet, which is the combination of stinger and python. And prior to him using that, I never thought that would be very good on the field bindweed, but he said it was really good. And so this is just something from, whatever, 25 years ago. I don't remember exactly how long ago, but a long time ago, where a guy told me, hey, use this. It's pretty good. So that's another option that a guy would have, assuming that's still labeled in your area. Yeah, it's really fun when we get to talk about some of these challenges and, and you learn a little bit here and there over the years to, to try to solve them. Part of the reason that we're talking about 2023 resolutions for the farm on today's program, what can we use from what we've learned to do even better next year? Thanks for listening today. Be sure to join us again each weekday for more Ag PhD Radio.